Hey there, we're real glad you found our podcast from Life Church in Benalla, Australia. We pray this message is a real blessing to you. Teaching on, uh, or the word on uh, the cross has been uh, preached uh, so many times and uh, uh, say for last 2,000 years. And it is still alive. It is. It has got the same taste. It is uh, uh, because it is a living word of God, isn't it? Right. It's a living word of God, and um, because our our Lord is alive, He's there waiting for us. Amen. So let's uh, read. From verse 39. One of the criminals who hung there hurled insults at him. Are you the Christ? Aren't you the Christ? Save yourself and us. But the other criminal rebuked him. Don't you fear God, he said, since you are under the same sentence. We are punished justly, for we are getting what our deeds deserve. But this man has done nothing wrong. Then he said, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. And Jesus answered him, I tell you the truth. Today you will be with me in paradise. It was now about the sixth hour and darkness came over the whole land until the ninth hour. For the sun stopped shining and the curtain of the temple was torn into two. Jesus called out with a loud voice, Father, into your hands I commit my spirit. When he had said this, He breathed his last. Father, we come to you once again in the precious and mighty name of Jesus. Thanking you, Father, for your love, care, for the abundance of blessing that you have given to us. Especially, Father, the grace through Jesus Christ. Thank you once again and committing this time into your loving hand. I'm not a preacher, Lord, but I know that your spirit is with me to Send your message to the people. Father, once again, thanking you and all those who are present over here, help them that they can understand more into your word. Father, once again, thank you. In Jesus' mighty name we pray and ask. Amen. Now Jesus was a was an innocent man. And there were incidents in 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 the world where um, innocent men were killed. October 22nd, uh, 2005, you must have heard about Corey Jones, an innocent man shot uh, to death by police in uh, USA. On July, just going back a little bit, uh, July 7th, 2005, 
about the London terror attack, a man shot by police was found to be an innocent Brazilian tourist. This just happened to be there. And uh, uh, that brought a huge anguish. They said those who were supposed to protect the common people killed someone completely innocent. It's a miscarriage of justice, isn't it? Lots of inquiries took place and uh, there was a lot of public outcry. Why? Because this should never happen. Uh, uh, innocent men uh, killed by someone who should be looking after them. But the police um, uh, believed that they did what was right. A suspect was shot. They thought he was a suspect and uh, they killed him. They shot him. But these situations over, uh, especially those two, they are they were very fast-moving situations. Uh, they instantly, they, they found out, oh, uh, he must be a suspect, and they shot him. You know, once the bullets, bullet goes out of the uh, gun, it's there. You know, you, you can't pull that bullet back after thinking, oh, I, it's wrong. You know, it's gone. So they killed, and they had to uh, come up with a reason. You know, but then uh, looking at it, they are very fast moving. They were very fast moving. A suspect, bang. You know, uh, Corey Jones also uh, he had a gun in his hand, but he, he was not going to shoot. He was he just kept it for protection, and they saw him, and a police just shot him. You know, he was not doing anything uh, to the police. But in Luke's story. It's also a miscarriage of justice, you know, uh, uh, but people had enough time, you know, people had enough time to think. Um, but here, the leading people, the leaders, the Sanhedrin, uh, have decided to put an inno innocent man to death. Not only it was allowed to happen, but some people are reveling in it. You know, um, you join the mob. Now you you go with the with the flow. They call. Uh, you start shouting and yeah. You see, uh, uh, when soccer game is going or uh, food is going, they start. One starts and the rest of the uh, people start. You know. Uh, cheering. So they started reveling and mocking Jesus. Mocking Jesus. And um, the one word they were saying is, again and again it came and that was save. You know, save. If you go to back to uh, some... Uh, verses in the same chapter, you'll find. Now the rulers, the first one, the rulers, verse 35. He's, they said, 
he saved others, let him save himself. If he is the Christ, the chosen one. Then the soldiers, verses 36 and 37, if you are the king of the Jews, save yourself. Then one of the criminals is hanging there with little bit left in him and he's, he's railing from there. Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. Save Jesus. Do some saving. The word save. Do some saving. Now the charge on Jesus was that he had claimed to be the king, written on the uh, on his cross. Well, Caesar was the only king allowed. So, in that case, if Jesus had claimed to be the king, he has committed treason, isn't it? To go against the king. That isn't fair. Because Jesus never claimed to be a king. He never claimed to be a king. And he didn't even say he was the Messiah, except once um, to the Samaritan woman. Just once. That was outside Jerusalem. Now, what is a Messiah? The Messiah was the savior the Jews were expecting. Saved from what? The Romans. Saved from the Romans. So being on the cross showed them he is not the Messiah. The Romans were winning. The crucifixion was their way of saying that they are in charge. No, they are in charge of it. So, this is the proof for them. The absolute evidence that he is not the Messiah, not the Savior, he is an imposter. So, the groups, they call out. You know, they want to know if he saved others, he should be able to save himself. You will notice that the only group there that do not say directly you, save yourself, is the leaders, the Sanhedrins. You know why? Because they have already had an encounter with Jesus. They knew they wanted to put him to the cross, but Deep down in their heart, they knew that he was innocent. He was an innocent man. The next group, the Romans, are not interested in the Jewish king, the king of the Jews. And they're saying, what? A king? A king can look after himself. So, if you are the king, you come down. You you save yourself. Kings can save themselves. 
Now, the saddest of all, the criminal, joins the mob, says, save yourself and us. Now, what is he trying to do? Lessen his pain by diverting attention of his accusation by mocking someone else? Remember, he is an, he's a uh, criminal. He's an evildoer. Notice that his accusation is a little bit different than the other two groups. They said, if. Now he is saying, are you not the Christ? Are you not the Christ? Almost as if uh, he's more convinced that Jesus is the Messiah. Jesus is the king. It may be deep down in his heart, but he has joined the mob, uh, you know, uh, saying, do something, do something. So he, he may be wanting Jesus to help him physically on the, on the cross to uh, save, come down and uh, put him down also. Um, it's, it's a different type of acquisition by uh, this man. Now, the most important part of this uh, message, and at that point, the criminal, the other criminal, rebukes him. What did he say? Don't you fear God? I fear God. You should fear God. Not the Romans. Remember, at that time, everyone feared the, not anyone else, but the Romans. The Romans. They were in charge of everything. And notice that the boldness of uh, uh, the claim about this uh, person in in front of everyone in 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 front of the um, uh, romans they were standing there with the spears and uh, uh, he becomes bold all of a sudden he becomes bold to say don't you fear god fear god He's saying fear god i fear god Now the first criminal had everything in front of him. All the evidence that he had. He had all the evidence. Right? Um, um, his sin, the consequences of his sin, the fearful judgment he's under, and even Jesus in front of him. He has Jesus there to save him. But he decides otherwise. Some people are like that. You know? Some people are like this first criminal. Knowing everything but denies Jesus. There are so many people in this world like that now. 
They know, they have heard about Jesus. They know that he can save. They uh, know he's the only one who can save them. But yet, refuses to see the real Jesus, the Savior. So he, he suppresses everything. He, he has suppressed everything. He has decided to use his remaining energy to mock Jesus. He plows in. Are you not the Christ? Save yourself and us. See, some people have so little to lose. They know that they have so little to lose by turning to Christ, turning to Jesus. Still, they want to hold on to it. No. They don't want to change their lives. And he is one of them. So little promise left, still want to hold on to it. These people say, I want to be in charge of my life. You know, these kind of people, they, they'll say, I want to be in charge of my life. It's so sad, isn't it? And so this person is a tragic figure. One of the tragic figure there. Now the important part again. We see one side, a tragic figure, so much so, the other criminal is an emblem of hope to us. He's an emblem of hope to us. Isn't it wonderful? There's one, two criminals there, but one is an emblem of hope to us. Now, how I figure that out is that he was the only person with faith in Jesus or returned toward Jesus at that time. Not even the disciples. Remember all ran away? Peter denied him three times. He was not there. They were all hiding away. They were not there. The rest who were there took him as a physical man. He's on the cross. Like I said, um, these people were chanting. They were reveling. If you are the Christ, save yourself. Come down. He, he did not come down. They uh, uh, Physically, they think... He's a physical person. There, on the cross. He's the only person there who turns around to Jesus. You know, there is a... Um, uh, he was the only one to uh, be bold enough, as I've said, to confess Jesus as a Messiah. You see, there is, there is similarities in their lives. Oh, 
both were criminals, both were robbers, both were put on the cross. In fact, when the Sanhedrins or the soldiers put Jesus with these two criminals, they created a scene. And the scene was that there is a criminal here, there is a criminal there, anybody looks at the middle one will say he's also a criminal. They have created that scene in front of everyone. And and maybe people took it like that. You know, that yes, he's also a criminal. And yet, both were criminals, and yet the second one suddenly turns to Jesus. Suddenly turns to Jesus. There is a story about prodigal son. When the son goes away, uses all his money, and then all of a sudden he turns around and says, I'm eating all this uh, food of the swine. My father has got so much. Turns around. Uh, he's got this mentality. Okay, I was wrong. I'll go back. It's very similar. He wakes up. This criminal wakes up, you know. When he hears his fellow criminal mocking Jesus, should he keep quiet? He had enough worries of his own. You know? This man suddenly realizes that he is not only to be punished by the Romans, but go under greater punishment. That means after he dies. He realizes that he, he gets that uh, in his head. And also, he realizes that the other man, Jesus, in the middle, is completely innocent. Is completely innocent. Because the way he answered, we'll go to that uh, later on. No, he goes one step further. Not only did he say, uh, fear God, but he says, Jesus, remember me. He says, Jesus, remember me when you come into your kingdom. In other words, he has realized that Jesus is going to go into a kingdom. He has got a kingdom. You know, he, he, he has put his trust in Jesus. He has got a kingdom. He can, he can foresee that. He can, he can, you know, figure that out. So one tends to Jesus and one doesn't. So what, ha what has happened to the second one? He has gone under a conversion. So what is a conversion over here? Waking up and calling out for help. You know, 
he woke up, realized that, and uh, realized that now he's. I think the rest of the world is wrong. The Romans are wrong. The Sanhedrins are wrong. That the other criminal is also wrong. See, he he realizes that, and he wakes up. That's his conversion. The remaining of his, see, he realizes he is being punished, going into more punishment, that Jesus is innocent, and not only that, but he is the king. You know, he realizes that. And so, the remaining of his life, he wants to be on Jesus' side. So from, from there, he is on Jesus' side now. In other words, there is only one person on Jesus' side. And it is a criminal, not the disciple. Only one person. And the more amazing thing that happens there, more amazing, is that Jesus responds. He responds to that. He said, today, today you will be with me in paradise. Today you will be with me in paradise. Now that's without delay. The criminal will go from all his physical pain into his presence. All his physical pain into his presence. You'll see that uh, this word today is very important in this message. It's also found in other places in the gospel, uh, found few times in the in Luke's gospel. You'll see in Luke two eleven um, when the angels uh, gives the word to these uh, shepherds and says, "Today our Savior is born." Today a Savior is born. Luke 4.21, it says, um, uh, when Jesus reads the scriptures uh, from Isaiah the prophet, and then he puts the book down and says, today the scripture is fulfilled. And then in Luke 19.9, it says, um, it's about the uh, story of Zacchaeus. Remember the story of Zacchaeus? Uh, uh, Jesus goes and dines with uh, uh, Zacchaeus and says, Today salvation has come into this house. So today means without delay. Without delay. You don't need to sort your life out. Simply come to Jesus. Let him sort your life out. We'll just read this from uh, uh, Ephesians 2, 8 and 9. It says, For it is by grace that you have saved through faith. And this is not for yourself, it is the gift of God, not by works, 
so that no one can boast for we sorry um, not by works so that no one can boast 8 and 9 it's not by us not not by our, our works now why I'm, uh, why I've got uh, this uh, uh, one criminal as an emblem because it gives one example a, a great example of this uh, verse Ephesians it says that not by your works what could this criminal do at that time did he have time to do any work to show that he is uh, an innocent man or uh, you know uh, he's good man no he did not have time he died afterwards he did not have the time to do the good work but Jesus said you will be with me not only remember you will be with me in paradise So, whatever situation, whatever situation you, you are in, you come to Jesus and you will be saved. In other words, from this we know that you are as ready this moment, sitting in that chair, as the moment you die. You are as ready now. In other words, if you die sitting in your chair, don't die. Don't fall from your chair and die. So you are ready if you have accepted Christ. That's what this passage says. Today. Today you are ready. You are ready for a glorious entrance into heaven as anyone whose faith is in Christ. You are ready now. That's why it says today. Now the other word, the second point or the other word there is paradise. Paradise. Now we know that um, uh, if you look at the meaning for paradise, it is uh, an enclosure. And uh, people refer to that as the Garden of Eden, and um, where you'll have everything in that enclosure, right? Everything in that enclosure. So the Garden of, uh, uh, sort of like the Garden of Eden, but it was not only an enclosure, there's something else there in the Garden of Eden. God's presence, God was there in that garden. God came and said, Adam, where are you? God was there. Now paradise appears three times in the Bible. This is the first one in Luke uh, 2343 and if you go to uh, 2 Corinthians 12 
Um, Paul has a vision there. Right? And um, he's, he sees a man going into paradise. The third one is Revelation 2, verse 7. It says, To him who overcomes, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise of God. Right? To him who overcomes, I will give the right to eat from the tree of life, which is in the paradise. So we have over here, to him who overcomes. Overcome what? The things of this world. We have to overcome the things of this world. For example, if you look at the first uh, criminal, he was not able to overcome that. He followed the mob. He looked at the mob. Everyone was going in one direction. He was also going in the same direction. Uh, we see... Um, we can say the example of uh, sheep. Some of you are uh, sheep farmers. One sheep starts going in one direction. Everyone goes in the same direction. You know, uh, in other words, it's very easy to control this sheep, isn't it? Right? Their mentality. It's very easy. You just get one going, the others will go in the same direction. Right? So, um, this criminal, the first one, is like the sheep. You know? It's not the sheep, but he's, he's got that, uh, just follow these people. Right? More people on one side, you are on that side. Right? There was only one person on Jesus' side, he didn't want to come on this side. Right? Um, in the Bible it says, uh, wide is the gate to what? Destruction. Right? And narrow is the great, uh, gate for eternity, for salvation. Narrow. I will give the right to eat from the tree of life. Right? Tree of life. So in paradise you will be with Christ and eating from this tree of life. What? Of God. Paradise of God. This is where Jesus is talking about this paradise. Point number three. Does your physical pain lessen when you accept Christ? Alright, so we have seen two points. Today, you will be in paradise. Okay? Next thing we see, Again, the uh, second criminal is an emblem of hope to us. Gives a specific example how we can stay in this, in Christ, in this world. Does your physical pain lessen when you accept Christ? Not in all cases. 
by accepting uh, Christ on the cross. He was on the cross. Jesus was on the cross. He says, you are the Savior. Remember me, Jesus says, I will remember you. Means he is saved there at that moment, but he is still on the cross. He is still on with this pain, the agony that he has. He's still there. He's hanging there with nails on his hand. He's still hanging there with this excruciating pain. And at the same time, he accepts Jesus Christ. At the same time, he accepts. You'll see Paul tells um, in Second uh, Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 and 9. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 8 and 9. Uh, about, uh, Paul tells about the thorn in his flesh. And God says, My grace is sufficient for you. For my power is made perfect in weakness. Amen. Jesus did not promise a physical pain. Physical pain free life. He said in John 15 and 16, persecution, rejection, hatred, all of this will come to you in my name. If you are in Christ. All this will be there. This criminal's life is a good example. 